Cusick. Not just a word, a movement, a mindset, and a podcast. Welcome to Fusick. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Fusick Podcast. We're excited about another episode here. Um, I am your co-host, Craig Miller, and I'm always accompanied by the one and the only Mr. TJ McGinnis. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Craig. How you doing, man? I am doing outstanding. Just uh, sitting here in my no-furniture apartment in Chicago <laughs> and uh, got just, just hanging out, man, just living the dream. Awesome. And you, you and uh, Katie have a good weekend? We did, man. We did. We actually sat in the same spot yesterday for about seven hours and just watched Auburn football put a whooping on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And then, uh, of course, she got to watch Alabama have a close game against Ole Miss. I think it was uh, 66-3 to was the final score for the Yeah, that was, a, uh, that was a whipping as well. I think the, the state of Alabama beat the state of Mississippi like 115-3 to yesterday Ooh. in football. And then, you know. Yeah, that's a. And then Troy, where Katie graduated from, beat LSU. And Troy was a yeah. You know, that was a uh, that was a pretty shocker right there. That went went throughout college football. I think I was uh, I think I was most intense during the Troy game because you know Troy was where she graduated, <laughs> and that was where also you know we spent a ton of time in college. It's an hour right. hour and fifteen minutes outside of Auburn, and you just I mean it is as small of a town for a college that you could ever imagine. And they go into Death Valley at night and beat LSU, which doesn't ever happen. And, uh, they had nothing to lose. That's your that's your ultimate Fusick, man. Fusick, no doubt. Fusick to Detroit Trojans. Shout out to them. Shout out to a, a, a sympathy shout out to Mr. Chris Menard for his just. The, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Troy, the Fusick Troy Trojans come into Death Valley at night yes. and win. That's why you know that's why Auburn will never schedule Troy. Um, for a game because it's a lose-lose situation. I mean, it, yep. Troy Troy could easily wind up beating somebody like that too, and then you're trying to recruit somebody from an hour down the road, and and you're like, well, Troy beat us. So, well, well Craig, it was a great college football, especially for Alabama this weekend. Uh, not so great for the Jags on Sunday for us here in, in Jacksonville. Uh, but enough about football, man. I'm really excited to introduce uh, Phil Seaman to the podcast show here. Um, Phil, how you doing, bud? Gentlemen, wow! I am I am honored to get to be on your show. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, had a had a good weekend this last weekend, and uh, it kind of didn't wrap up well, like you were saying. Uh, my Niners just lost in overtime to the oh. to the Phoenix Cardinals, so that was that was kind of rough. But uh, I was uh, having a good weekend. Good weekend this weekend. Awesome. Well, well, uh, Craig, I met Phil and his wife Jessica. Uh, in Chicago, actually, at the run That's for the right. warehouse, uh, and they just had a uh, newborn, and came to the show, and they were brand new to Colonial. Uh, and Craig, have you ever heard of the run through the warehouse? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've never got a chance to be a well, part of it. I've had some people on my team win it, and they got to go. And um, you know, I've heard it's I heard it's awesome the way it happens. Well, I would like to uh, maybe start a. Start a little. I don't know if you would call it a addendum, or start a uh, kind of another movement. I should say for to get the run through the warehouse back. What do you guys think? Think we could get some yes. momentum to get Colonial to push to. Yes. push this contest again? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm I'm all for that. I'll get I'll get a petition started if you. Oh, need petition! Me to. There you go. See, there you go. Phil's you know, already making an impact in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, TJ, that was the first time I met you, and that was actually the first trip I got to go on with Colonial Life, and I was absolutely blown away. Wasn't it crazy? Um, I mean, I had never stayed at a hotel even close to being that nice. Um, at that point in my life, the only all-expense-paid trip I ever had was uh, was a deployment overseas with the U.S. Army for nine months. So, uh, <laughs> well, thank you for say, yeah, thank you for your service, buddy. <laughs> absolutely, it was an honor. It was an honor, man. And um, going on that trip with with Colonial Life was was out of this world. I mean, everything top-notch and um, probably the thing I was most impressed about was the culture that I was able to see about colonial life for the first time on that kind of trip where they they treat you like royalty for just doing your job and and that blew me away and um, getting to talk with people like you that had accomplished so much in their lives and, you know, going into it, I thought, man, these people are going to want to keep their secrets. They're, they might be a, a little standoffish. And everybody was extremely welcoming, um, extremely kind, and and um, genuinely interested in how I was doing what I was doing and, and genuinely interested in investing in me and talking to me about how they had become successful. And, and I, I'll tell you what, I can't say it enough, but it, it just blew my socks off. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Yeah, and, I, I, and then it helped when I got a, a two crates shipped to my house after the trip <laughs> with like computers and TVs and all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, that's a it was a that's a crazy trip. I really hope they bring it back. Yeah, they gotta do that. Really I've, I've heard nothing but great things about that. And Phil, I've had a chance to meet you a couple times too, man. Always enjoyed your presence. You got a beautiful family, and um, obviously, Colonial Life has made a huge impact on on y'all's life, and. Um, just can't wait to hear your Fusic story, man, and hear, uh, hear you know, how Colonial's changed it and how starting your own business has changed your life, too. Well, thanks, Craig. Um, you know, and, and even before I even hop into that, I just want to say uh, thank you to you guys for, for doing the Fusic podcast and how encouraging it is to me. So I'll be, you know, on a drive to my office in the morning, and I get to listen to the Fusic podcast. And I'll tell you what, it's encouraging. And it's, awesome. it's a good thing to Thank have you, those kind of reminders that you can be the most motivated person in the world, but if you don't have those reminders, you're not hearing it from other people, it can get really difficult. So I, I genuinely enjoy uh, listening to the podcast, being encouraged by the people that are overcoming the different things in their lives to, to be successful at whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, I just want to say thank you to you guys for, for doing that and how extremely uh, humbled I am to get to talk with you guys today because I could think about of about uh, 100 different people uh, that I know um, within Colonial Life alone that are probably more well-deserving and have accomplished a lot more than I have um, to, that, that could be on your podcast. So it's very humbling to get to be on it. And, um, you know, if I can share my story and just encourage a few people, then, hey, I'm all for it because I've been encouraged by a lot of the stories on here. Well, that's really nice to say, uh, Phil. Thank you for those words, man. Thank you, Phil. It means means a lot to us. That's that's why we do it, man. Thank you. It is. Well, let's jump right into it, Phil. Uh, I know the listeners are excited and want to hear about you. So, you know, tell us about Phil. Cool. Yeah, um, I'm extremely blessed to be where I'm at. I'm I'm an ADM. 
um, out in El Paso, Texas, probably the best city in the entire world. I'll throw that out there. <laughs> 300 plus days of sunshine. So very blessed to be here. And, and I could tell a few different few six stories probably um, relating to sports or my time in the Army. But, but really the culmination of my few six story that I, that I decided I wanted to tell was how I wound up where I'm at. And, and how extremely grateful I am for that. And, and like you said earlier, um, owning my own business and, and running it the way I want to run it and, and hiring the people that I want to hire, um, it, it all started when I was um, in college. I was working three part-time jobs um, to put myself through a private university. Uh, had the privilege of getting to play football there. Um, and, and my junior year, um, I had always had a, a longing to, to serve in the military and a couple times had almost gone and enlisted in the Marine Corps uh, or in the Army, but my dad caught me before I got there. And so uh, uh, I was at college and uh, one of my friends started talking to me about Army ROTC. And so um, thankfully I got into that, which means when I graduated from college, um, I got commissioned as an officer in the Army. So uh, wanting to serve, wanting to do my time, but, but also from the beginning knowing um, that I didn't want to make a career out of it. I didn't want my entire um, you know, 20, 30 years um, to be devoted to that. So um, you know, I got in and, and I uh, obtained the rank of captain. And um, as I was looking at the different captain's career courses to go to, I... Um, I went to my battalion commander to, to drop my resignation packet, you know, and that was one of the first times that I was told, you know what, you're making a really bad decision. Um, you could just keep going. You have a, a great career path ahead of you. You just stick with it. You know, maybe you don't quite know what you're supposed to do, but you're in the army now. Let's just stick with it. Let's, let's, uh, work really hard. And, um, you know, I, I, I um, I'm very thankful for the for the Lord in my life, and and um, you know I appreciate a lot of the Bible verses you guys have shared and stuff like that, and and um, spending a lot of time in prayer about what I should do. Um, you know, I think the Lord really made it clear to me that it was time for me to get out, and and one of the big factors there was I could toil away and I could be. Um, the best soldier, the best officer that I could be. But no matter what, after 20, 25, 30 years, um, I'd really only promote over my peers um, maybe a year or two in advance after serving for 20 or 30 years. And, and I already knew that I wanted to be in business and I wanted something that if I worked harder or if I did better than somebody else, I would see uh, the benefits of that. Yeah. Uh, whether in promotions or compensation or whatever it would be. So um, as I exited the Army, I um, wanted to stay in El Paso. And, and I had a lot of different good job offers around the country and decided not to take any of them because I wanted to stay in El Paso. And, and the leading career choice that I had at the time was to work at a brokerage firm. And it was a great opportunity because it was a great place to learn. Um, I learned a lot about uh, property and casualty insurance, but also employee benefits and, and voluntary benefits. And um, working at this brokerage firm was, was great. It was, a, it was a huge blessing in my life. And, and one of the things that really attracted me to it um, was that I was told, hey, there's, a, there's an untapped, um, uncapped earning potential. And, and I know that um, life isn't all about money or anything like that. Um, 
but when you, when you don't have to worry about uh, that extra package of diapers for the kiddo or you don't have to worry about uh, where's the money going to come from next month, that kind of stuff, well, um, it is great that you can provide a, a phenomenal income for your family and do great things. And so um, when I was told a lot of these different aspects of working at the brokerage firm, I was really, I was really drawn to the fact of, hey, I get to do things my own way and um, I have an un, uncapped earning potential. So I worked at this great brokerage firm, uh, made a lot of great friends, and um, I kind of found a niche there in, in voluntary benefits um, and working with a lot of the brokers there offering um, VB. And uh, it was through that process that um, taking an unbiased look around all the, all the different carriers, I, I found Colonial Life. And... Um, I actually bumped into my now DGA, uh, who's Guillermo Zubia, uh, great guy, super smart guy. And uh, I bumped into him, and he and I started selling together, and it was great. And um, I loved all the different things that Colonial Life and the team Guillermo had built in El Paso could do for me as a broker. And, uh, and I'll never forget one of our first sales. Um, he and I went out together and, and sold a, a really large group. And, um, you know, the enrollment was handled by the benefit counselors, and I was, I was so impressed that they were doing most of the work for me. <laughs> and um, coming away from that experience, um, I'll, I'll never forget when Guillermo said, hey, these are the numbers, and this is the, the type of compensation that you're going to get as the broker. <laughs> and and to be frank, I didn't really believe him. <laughs> I said, wait, that I said that much commission. I said, I said, no, no, not not the premium. I'm talking right. about the commission paid to. I didn't do broker. anything. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. wait, you did all the work. I just took you to the final closing meeting. And so he said, yeah. And I, and I said, you know, not that I don't trust you, but send me an email. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and um, going into the sales meeting at that brokerage firm that next Monday morning. Um, I was able to put my numbers up on the board and they said, wait, Phil, so you did that with voluntary benefits. And it was like so foreign to them. And, and, and I said, yeah. And they, they asked me a lot of questions about, you know, how we did it and all this different stuff. And so um, after I got to fill in the details um, there, um, I would continue to meet with Guillermo and, and he and I would be talking about different business we were going to work on. And, uh, you know, right from the get-go, he was, he was phenomenal at saying, hey, uh, you know, if we would have worked on this group, if, if you worked with me at Colonial Life, this is the kind of compensation that you would have you received. And, again, I was, I was kind of blown away. I said, really? Like, that's, that's great, man. That's phenomenal. And so uh, we continued to close groups and work on different stuff. And, and each time he'd say, so if you, if you worked with Colonial Life, this is what you would have made. Um, and then when he expanded upon that and started talking about, man, if you do this for 10 years, you're vested. And he started to talk to me about what that means. And again, I was, I was super impressed. And um, just talking through all the different aspects of it and then him starting to talk to me about, hey, you know, um, you would have the opportunity to be a manager. So you could hire people. You could bring on friends. And, and again, uh, I was drawn in, drawn in. So kind of getting to the culmination of it, um, I had a, a pretty respectable job at this big-name brokerage firm. 
And, um, you know, where I was told, hey, you keep working hard for 10 years, then you'll be making a good income. Right. <laughs> and and, and uh, so I, I go to my wife and, and I'm talking to her and, and um, Jessica is phenomenal. She's, she's one of the most supportive people uh, I've ever had in my life. And, you know, thinking back to a few different um, podcasts ago, you guys talked about, you know, if it was for everyone who said I could. Um, yeah. I've had a lot of great people in my life who have said I could, and um, and Jessica is is one of the foremost of telling me, you know what, you you can do this. Um, if, if and she's told me multiple times, if I know anybody who could do this, it'd be you. And so um, she's seven months pregnant with our firstborn baby, and I say, you know what, I think I need to quit my <laughs> career and go back to zero and start over again, but with colonial life this time. Wow. And, and she was all for it. She was extremely supportive. Um, and, and so that's, yeah, that's kind of my Fusick story. Well, that's awesome. And, and think of how many times you hear, well, well, Tommy's not right right now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait to do this. And once I do this, then I'm going to try this, this job or, or I can't do, I can't, uh, or think of how many times, Craig, you're, you're sitting in front of somebody and you're interviewing, interviewing them and fill for, for a position with Colonial, and they tell you the timing's not right. Uh, is there any more a worse timing where your, your wife is seven <laughs> months pregnant Phil, I can, and you're making a good living? I know. And then you ha- tell her, no, I'm, I'm, we're going to go to zero. No, so, Phil, it's, uh, it's that's, unbelievable, man. That's outstanding. That's awesome. I, uh I'll never forget, you know, my dad has always been one of the biggest supporters in anything I've ever done in life, and my mom as well. And um, and I'll never forget when I was about to graduate college, and, you know, y'all have heard my music story about just being able to, I could just start driving again, and, and you know, I had a kid on the way in September, and this was, you know, in March, April. And uh, I said, yeah, I'm going to go start a 1099 sales rep career at 22, and and everybody was like, no, 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 you got to go get a, jank, uh, a job in the, in the bank or you got to get a job, you know, you got to get a salary, you got to get a salary, all this. And I'm so glad that I was, you know, ignorant enough at the time and kind of just, you know, ignorance on fire and, and, and that kind of attitude at the time just to go for it and just to do it because who knows where my life would be if, if that's the route I would have taken. And um, I think that's so respectable of you, man. I think it's so awesome that you just showed the courage to get out there and, yeah. and do that. And um, I would encourage anybody to, like we've talked about before, the Steve Harvey up, you know, video where he talks about just jump and take the leap. I mean, that's what you got to do. And, and I know, TJ, you say this all the time, is you can't have mm-hmm. a plan B. And it sounds well, like, you gotta Phil, go that, for it. that you didn't have a plan B. You said, look, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow my passion. And money never leads. It always follows. And, uh, and you know, I just want to say kudos to you, Phil, for jumping out there and doing that, man. That's, that's great. And I would encourage anybody that's listening, if you're on the verge of doing something, you hear us say it over and over again, don't, don't go halfway. Jump all in. And you got to go for it. But that's awesome, Phil. That's great, man. That's right. Thanks, yep. you guys. Thanks. So, Phil, what would be the biggest advice you would give to somebody uh, that's just looking to start a career or, or just graduating college? Or, or if you could go back and give advice to yourself 10 years ago, what would that be? I would say you just got to make that jump right now. The the sooner, the better. And, um, you know, I'm very grateful for the experiences that I, that I have in my life and you know, the different things that the Lord brought me through to, to learn from and to grow from. But 
I can't help but imagine <laughs> if I would have started with Colonial Life as a 22-year-old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you'd 10 be, years you'd be ago, Craig Miller. You'd be Craig Miller. <laughs> uh, that would be phenomenal. You know, um, if you're averaging really good growth every year and to get to start at a young age and, and I mean, by the time you're in your 40s, you've, you could have such a great book of business or, or really the, by the time you're in your 30s, you could. And... Um, you know, it's not. Uh, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of wisdom in that or anything, but I firmly believe in in the um, the potential within this career and and the great things that it provides to you and the flexibility and and all these different great things. So I think, um, man, to start off as a 22 year old or start off right out of college, how phenomenal that would be and what you'd be able to build so quickly um, in a in a business like this and to be able to to just work hard for 10 years, get vested, and then be able to do so many great things beyond that. Um, so I guess my advice would be, hey, jump into it right now. Um, kind of like you guys were talking about earlier, yeah. about you just got to jump in. You got to go for it. And um, I'm, a, I'm a really uh, analytical thinker sometimes, and, and I want to be a perfectionist with a lot of little things. And um, I actually remember um, going into a big meeting um, and, I, and I'm going over and going over and going over the material. And um, it was actually Guillermo who encouraged me, man, just go for it. You just got to jump in. You just got to do it. You know, right. you just got to go for it. And you might not have everything absolutely perfect and planned out right away, but you just go in, you show your effort, you show that you work hard um, and, and go for it. And, uh, you know, I think of uh, a lot of things I heard growing up, my, my dad's a, a Baptist minister and, and uh, thankfully I'm plugged in with a, a really great local church here that provides a lot of encouragement. There's a lot of people That's there wonderful, man. Um, who, who say, hey, uh, we, say, we say you can, Phil, you know, we, mm-hmm. we've got your back, you know, uh, it's just a phenomenal thing. And so, um, you know, I think of that and I think of a saying that, that is often said is, um, hey, today is the day of your salvation. You know, today's the day you jump in. So mm-hmm. uh, I've had numerous conversations like that with my reps and, and, and have had with Guillermo in the past. And, and so I guess overall, my, my advice would be, hey, jump in. Just go get for it, it. Go for it. Yeah. And I always right. think of uh, go back to the, the old Art Williams where he says, I'm convinced that overly intelligent, smart people. Uh, they sit around all day and think about and try to come up with the most most efficient way to get something done. Whereas a guy like me, who who is has average intelligence, uh, just goes out there and does it. And by the time he gets it done, the the overly smart people who are overly analyzing, making sure everything is perfect and lined, and they once they start doing it, it's already done. Because I, I yeah. went out there and just did it and failed and kept failing and failing and failing until you actually learn to do it right. So uh, that's, 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 a right. Great, that's, that's a great uh, lesson for anybody. And you could, you could put that in anything in life. And, you know, I think, I think about my daughter, all the failures that she has every single day. You know what I mean? Like she's trying to climb something. She falls. She tried to walk over a... Uh, a, a pillow today and actually she tripped and fell and banged her and cut her lip open a little bit you know all these little stuff that I mean this this girl is one of the most uh, just kind of determined per- people I've ever a little child I've never I've ever met you know what I mean and she does it every day and it's almost like it 
if, I wish we were, we had that same mindset uh, as adults. I wonder where, where people could get, go and how much they could accomplish if they didn't have that fear of failure, or fear of failure, uh, fear of success, and actually just went out there and did it. So, yeah. um, kudos to you, man. I'm, I'm proud of you, Phil. Uh, I've always watched Thanks, your numbers brother. ever since we met you. You got a great family, and you should be darn proud of what you guys accomplished. Thank you, thank you, brother. I'm, I'm extremely blessed. Um, I've got a lot of great support around me, so so thank you. That seems to be the common theme, huh, Craig? Yep. So, surround so. yourself with with positivity and, and people that believe in you. Yep. The five people you surround yourself with the most will directly reflect yep. your attitude, your your lifestyle, your income, everything about you, your faith. I mean, if you're surrounding yourself with bad people, you're going to have a lot better chance of being a bad person. So it's pretty common sense. That's right. And Phil, I, I love how humble you are, man. And it's and it's it's no secret just listening to you for the past 25 minutes around why you're successful, yep. why people would want to work with you and for you. And, and, and Phil, I would encourage you to, to always have that kind of um, – that kind mm -hmm. of attitude and make sure you're always putting that in the forefront because it is easy and the more success you'll have going through the uh, next few years and your numbers continue to grow the more people are going to want to try to bring you down and more people are going to want to try to like uh you know change that type of attitude or, or not even bring you down but really talk you up so much that it's easy to change that attitude what always your mind you brings to, you down yeah your yeah. mind brings it down right so it's always it's always very good to hear people that have had so much success be that humble because it lets you know mm -hmm. that's exactly how you got there and uh yep i know that's something that i i'd say every day in a morning prayer that i wake up with every morning is you know god i understand that if if you took all this away from me right now. I didn't deserve the years that I've had it. So uh, I just I just think that it's so, awesome. you know, you just, you got to be so appreciative of everything, but you also got to outwork the next person. So I love the balance that you have. I love how you talk about, hey, if I outwork you, I want to see the reward for that. But also, you know what? I'm thankful and I know that I don't deserve anything that I have at the same time. So I think the more people that we can have with that attitude without the entitlement attitude is, is so important. And that's the culture that you have on your team. So make sure you're recruiting to that culture and make sure that that's the people you're looking for. That's right, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. And um, I'm actually taking away a lot of what you guys are saying. And uh, I've been telling my team, hey, you know what? Consistency creates momentum. A lot Boom. of these different sure things does. that we're picking. There you up. go. <laughs> uh, it's just great, great stuff. And, and That's my favorite you know, line. Look at your five friends. It's, it's mm -hmm. phenomenal. And so, you know, another great aspect of, of, of colonial life is that you get to choose who you recruit. And so yep. I've been extremely blessed um, to get to recruit some of my best friends. Heck yeah, um, man, that's awesome. Yeah, I always that's say, awesome. you know, yeah. if you if you truly believe in the, in what you're doing is the absolute best career somebody can have in business, um, then you're probably going to recruit your friends. Yeah, and that funny how people they're going to get yeah, to people see. People are always like, you don't, you know, don't don't get your family. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're attending like, if you don't if you don't feel like your family would be good in this business, then who else do you feel like? Because, you know, every, what I try to teach any yeah. manager that we're developing is, I say, listen, you've got to take this, what I'm about to say, very, very seriously. Every single person that you offer an opportunity to for a career, their income matters to them, their bills, and their family. And they're looking at you. As soon as you make that offer to them and they accept, they're going home and they're telling their spouse they're telling their kids and they're calling their family and friends and saying, hey, I just got a job. And they're excited about it. 
and they're depending on you to provide them with the necessary support to be successful. And if you don't have the consistent factors in place, if you don't have the ability and the and the timing and, and the support possible to help them be successful, I'm not saying you gotta do it for them, but you should at least have the support necessary for them to be successful. You should not hire that person. Because yep, their income matters to their, their family, and if you get too busy to where you can't support them, you should stop hiring people until you can figure out a system and a consistent focus on stuff that actually helps people be successful. So I think that's very important what you just said. And if you don't have yeah. those systems and processes in place and you don't believe in this career enough to, re- to recruit your family, then why are you doing it? You're not following your passion. And I could not agree more with what you said. That's awesome. You- you just you nailed it too, though, Craig. Saying the belief factor, you have to believe in the process, the yeah. systems. When, it, if you believe in it, then then you know you start to now being able to visualize it, and, and you can achieve it. So, Absolutely. Uh, both nailed it. I have one final question for you, Phil. Uh, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned Jessica, lovely lady. Um, how is it? There's so many colonial uh, power couples out there. Uh, or in, with that being said, there's so many colonial couples who are trying or just beginning to get into the game, and working together as a couple. Uh, we had the Nelsons on one of our first episodes, and they're uh, they're they're two of the best, uh, being able to take, okay, business, and separate it with family life. What what advice do you have to the colonial couples out there who who both are contracted with colonial, both into the business? How do you separate business, family time? Oh wow, that is that is a great question. Um, Jessica is extremely hardworking, um, and and she's a whole lot smarter than me. So <laughs> it makes the, it makes things. Hey, we're used uh, we're used to that easier. feeling. We're used Here to that feeling, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I remember when I was first starting to date Jessica, and and her dad had a had a really great career, um, and and she talked about when her dad would get home from work, um, how she always liked it that the two, her dad and her mom, could talk about what was going on at work, and they were they were involved in each other's life in that aspect, and I absolutely love it that Jessica is so involved with what I do. Um, and so when we're talking and I, and I can simply say something about, oh, this and this happened, or she said, you know, I followed up with this guy and he said this, we, we know exactly the, the feelings behind that yeah. and know, okay, you know what, let me just, uh, let me make dinner and take care of the kiddos for a little while. Cause we know it's a big deal, you know, and, and, and you just go relax. And so it's great to be on the same page with somebody where they know all the ins and outs of the business. And, and you don't need to really explain when you have a bad day. You can just say a few things. And so I think that's, that's phenomenal. Um, and and it's great advice. as far as, you know, separating it, um, you know, sometimes um, she's a whole lot better than that than <laughs> I am. And, and she'll just say, okay, let's, you know, let's stop talking about work. And um, we have a, a, a awesome little two-year-old boy and a six-month-old, and so um, it's really easy for us to start talking about them and the things we want to do for them, what we want to provide for them, and and how we're going to raise them and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't I don't have a great answer for how to separate it because it's always so so involved, but. Um, 
you know, I think having the, the right priorities in life and, and knowing how great um, a phenomenal career is, but also being able to focus on uh, the more important things like family and, and your faith and, and stuff like that and uh, surrounding yourself with those those great people. You know, we're not going to be talking about work a whole lot when we have, um, you know, some of our friends over and we're having a nice right. dinner um, if they're not involved with Colonial. So, um, Well, I, I think yeah. you... you, you uh... You answered it, Phil, without believing that you actually answered it, uh, because I think the, the same, being on the same page in the communication of explaining, okay, if it's a great day, you're obviously in, you're excited. If it's a bad day, you're not just holding it in; you're actually talking to her about it, uh, and that to me uh, solves a lot of problems and issues. Would, would you agree, Craig? Absolutely, absolutely. And I love yeah. I, you know whenever you ask that question, TJ, it made me think about the Kevin Grant answer around you know it comes back to just making a genuine effort and it's you know we prepare for meetings we have an agenda we we go in we get our mind right we get hyped up to go into a close but then for some reason when we get home to the most important people we just we don't prepare for it right we don't get our minds right we don't we don't make a conscious effort to be in the now sometimes and you know i think that my life has changed for the better completely when i started doing that you know and it's okay to put the phone down for a couple hours it's okay to tell somebody no i'm spending time with my family and and, and your spouse and your and your kids will will understand that and they'll notice it right and i think that it's just all about like you said being consistent with it but also Make it an effort. Just saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do right now and showing that effort. And just, you know, just be be in the now and the quality time is is so important. And so great answer, man. It's obvious that you're in the now with your faith, which is great. It's awesome. You know, it's it's obvious that you're in the now with your family, and which is, you know, really, 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 really cool, man. And and also, you know, always that you're you're focused on Colonial, too, and, and building a career for yourself because and for your family. So proud of you, man. Excited to hear what you're excited. Excited to see what you're going to be doing coming up, and uh, thank you. And uh, thank you. couldn't thank you enough for your time today and, and getting on the yeah. podcast. Appreciate it. Is there anything it's else? It's been an it, honor. Awesome. Any final things you want to add, Phil? You know, um, we talked a lot about culture and how I've been really impressed with the culture of Colonial Life, and and I say, you know, try and cultivate the kind of culture you want when you're recruiting people. Um, that's been huge, and and. Um, uh, John Maxwell says that culture eats vision for lunch. So <laughs> absolutely, I'm extremely, Boom. extremely grateful. Boom! He nuked for... it. <laughs> yep, nuked it. Culture. <laughs> eats. I'm extremely, extremely grateful for the culture that you know that you guys are cultivating. That I've seen uh, when I've had the, the the great privilege of going on some of these trips and seeing the the culture that Colonial Life has and awesome. the leadership is setting forward. It, it, it's phenomenal. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm just very grateful for you guys uh, allowing me to to talk for a few minutes and I uh, thank the world of you guys and appreciate how humble you two are and and that you're you're uh, spreading this encouragement. Great, man. Thank you. Thank you, Phil, for joining us. Uh, Craig, any, any final thoughts? No, uh, I love it. Culture rules yep. all. Stay consistent. You'll build some momentum. So, uh, Phil, will you want to let everybody know where they can find you real quick? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Philip Seaman, S-E-A-M-A-N, on Facebook. P-C-Man12 on Instagram. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn, too. So uh, feel free to hit me up. All right. Awesome. And I am your co-host, Craig Miller. You can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. Please, please go to our uh, Fusic.us site. 
represent and uh, spread the word so that we can start changing some lives for the better. TJ, where can we find you, buddy? Same thing, man. Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook on the Fusick uh, pages as well. Uh, this is TJ signing off. Thank you, Phil. You nailed it, buddy. Proud of you. Love uh, y'all. Fusick, a podcast for everyone who said I couldn't.